0: wr.org and now here's a word from the Lord Mark chapter 5 verse 25 to 34 I'm going to read from the New Living Translation a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she had gotten worse She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe. King James Version says, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Amen. Going to attempt to share this morning from the thought, her bleeding stopped. Her bleeding stopped. Her bleeding stopped. This woman in our text is an unnamed woman. We do not know her name. This miracle happened on the way to Jairus house. Jesus was summoned to heal Jairus daughter, who was 12 years old. And some texts say she had already died, while others say she's on the verge of dying. And while Jesus was on his way to perform one miracle, another miracle happened. Now, this miracle from this unnamed woman, uh, I like to call it a, a stolen miracle. Stolen miracle. We don't we don't know Jairus' daughter's name. We don't know this woman with the issue of blood's name. And this sheds light on how women were looked upon in that day. We know Jairus' name. Don't know his daughter's name. Some could say we may not know her name because she was only twelve years old. But we don't know this unnamed woman's name. Many times in scripture, even in the New Testament. Women went unnamed in scripture. We know Lydia's name. We know uh, Mary and Mary Magdalene's name. We know Martha's name. There are some women in scripture whose names we know, but this woman, we do not know her name. She stole a miracle. She hacked Jesus for a miracle. Didn't ask for it. Didn't beseech him for it. She just took it, and we do not know her name. It sheds light again, y'all, on the insignificance in some respects of how women are women in in Scripture. Yet the master showed her significance when he called her daughter. In verse 34, he he called her daughter. Uh, This word can be translated as commonly as we understand it, a female descendant, uh, a, a parent's female child. Uh, but it also can be interpreted a woman for whom there is affectionate concern. When, when Jesus calls her daughter, it can also be interpreted a daughter of God. So this Greek word that he used to identify her, he could have been saying daughter of God. You've been made well. Your faith has made you whole. Uh, he could have also been calling her acceptable by God. Woman. Uh. uh Uh, acceptable by God, your faith has made you whole, despite how other people have shunned you out, despite how other people have made you isolate yourself. Your faith has made you whole. In referring to her as daughter, Jesus was showing kindness in hopes of inspiring confidence and courage. He did not address her as a man to a woman, but as a father to a child. Very significant to me because Jesus in this text is in his early 30s. We know that he comes on the public scene at the age of 30. Died for your sins and minds on the old rugged cross at the tender young age of 33. So Jesus in this text is in his early 30s calling this woman daughter. Speaking to her not as a man to a woman but as a father to a child. So in my mind, I'm asking, how old was she? It's safe to assume that she's not older than 30. It's safe to assume that she's probably significantly younger than Jesus. Um, She could be in her early 20s. 20, 21, 22. Uh, If she's been bleeding for 12 years, and let's suppose... That she's been, and this is an ongoing menstrual cycle. It's a never-ending menstrual cycle. She's been menstruating for 12 years. If she, like some young girls, let's suppose she, uh, if she had her first cycle at the age of 11 or 12, she could be around 23, 24 at least. Younger than Jesus. Don't know how much younger. She's probably early to mid-20s. Uh, I, need, I need all of our young ladies to, to understand that the same thing that happened for this young lady could happen for you. The same way her bleeding stopped. Jesus can cause your bleeding to stop. But now, understand according to the law, the Mosaic law, she had no business being out there. She wasn't supposed to be out in public. In Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 15 starting at verse 19, gives us some insight uh, as to what, what, the, what the law said about women menstruating. Leviticus 15, 19, whenever a woman has her menstrual period, she will be ceremonial, ceremonially unclean for seven days. Anyone who touches her during that time will be unclean until evening. Anything on which the woman lies or sits during the time of her period will be unclean. It's almost like how we treat certain surfaces during this pandemic you go to some places the moment someone gets up from a seat somebody comes to wipe it down even this morning after praise and worship uh, brother Antoine Jordan had to come and wipe this surface down we 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 do that we have to sanitize you know you some of you may go to beauty salons where the moment one client gets up they they got to sanitize that seat uh, to make it safe for you to sit down you don't want COVID to come up through your rear end and You don't want to catch COVID that way. Not not that way. Wear a mask, but not not that way. You have to clean the surface. Leviticus 15, 25 says, if a woman has a flow of blood for many days that is unrelated to her menstrual period, or if the blood continues beyond the normal period, she is ceremonially unclean. This woman has been unclean 12 years, which means that she's not supposed to be out in public. She has to isolate herself from others. She She's had to limit, if not stop, contact with others. She's, she's bleeding. She's withdrawn. She has to be to herself. But her bleeding stopped. Her bleeding stopped. And as we look at, as we look at how, how Jesus talked to her, as we look at uh, uh, what, what, what she got from him, we realize that she wasn't only bleeding uh, as it relates to a menstrual cycle. Her soul was bleeding. Her her spirit was bleeding. Her, uh, her 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 inner being, who who she was, was sick, bleeding, and needed healing. But Jesus made her bleeding stop. And some women act out. Some women are hard to really connect with because they're bleeding. Some. Some women can be hard to really, to really, I mean, all women can be hard to understand, but some women can really be hard to understand because they're bleeding. You don't understand why they, when you get upset over that, they're bleeding. Oh, but brothers, let's not trip. Trippeth not, brethren, trippeth not. Bras bleed too. I don't know what's wrong with him. He won't talk to, he won't say nothing. I ask him what's wrong with him. He just say nothing and turn the channel to, the, to another game. He, I don't know what's wrong with him. He just stays in the yard. He cut the grass yesterday. He out there again today. He won't see if you can talk to him. See if you can talk. I can't get him. I fixed his favorite food. He won't even eat out. We bleed, too. I read on the internet. I read, it must be true if it's on the internet. I read on the internet. This Christian this college has posted a column about this text, very intriguing. She said, when women bleed, uh, uh, even in scripture, it's treated as a nasty thing. When women, when women bleed from a, a standpoint of a menstrual cycle, they're treated as if it's something nasty when they're bleeding because their body is working when you're bleeding uh, because of your menstrual cycle, you're bleeding because your body is saying it can give life. But it's treated as a nasty thing, a dreadful thing. When a man bleeds, literally bleeds on a a battlefield in combat for for his country, it's treated as an honorable thing. When he's given life rather than giving life. Seems to be a disparity in how. Men, when men bleed, is one thing. When women bleed, is another thing. This sister is bleeding. And as we're going to see as we look in the text, she's bleeding more than just from uh, the standpoint of her menstrual cycle, she's bleeding in her soul. She's bleeding in her spirit and and I think many of us male and female can relate to that when you've when you've been isolated in quarantine for over a year man it did some stuff to your mind it can do some stuff to your spirit I had a conversation with one of my loved ones a couple weeks ago who said that this being isolated working from home and having to be home all the time and 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 always home it, it brought on some anxiety so being shut up and shut in for a year and during, because of this pandemic and now folks losing their minds, traveling and going to basketball games and you're looking at these, these NBA finals and uh, these Eastern and Western Conference finals and you see the size of these crowds. They're sitting like shoulder to shoulder, no mask, just a yelling and a screaming as if things have gone back to normal because we've been locked up. We've been so eager to get back out into the world as if things are back to normal let me assure Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church things ain't normal things are not back to normal things are not back to normal but all of us all of us can relate to what it feels like to be shut in for a year imagine this woman being shut in for 12 years 12 years. 12 years but her bleeding stopped what helped her to receive this miracle three things I want to talk about I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give them to you up front first thing I want to talk about is her bleeding her bleeding second thing I want to talk about is her believing her believing then the third thing I want to talk about is her blessing her blessing let's talk about her bleeding and then we'll examine her believing and then We'll talk about her, her blessing. So, so number one, her, her bleeding, her bleeding. The description of her bleeding is in verse 25. The description of her bleeding, it says, for a, a woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. For 12 years, she has suffered from internal bleeding. But again, her condition was deeper than this hemorrhaging. It was, it's deeper than the 12 years of, of, of menstrual-related bleeding. Based on what Jesus said in verse 34, she needed more than physical healing. In verse 34, Jesus says, and he said unto her daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, this word that Jesus used the first time in verse 34, this word that he used for whole, is the same word this woman said as she's pressing away to Jesus. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. So in verse 34, Jesus uses the same word she used in the Greek. Same word. This word, the first word that Jesus uttered that's that's translated whole in verse 34 means to save or to rescue. It means to, to, to rescue from a dangerous situation. It can refer to saving someone from a physical illness or even from a spiritually evil situation. She was rescued or snatched out of a dangerous situation. But again, in verse 34, some translations put it like this. Once again, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. The second time he used that word whole is a different word in the Greek that had much more to do with wellness and health. Be not not only not only should you be healed from your sickness, uh, but, but be healthier. Much much healthier in terms of your whole being, your mind, your body, your soul. Go, go now and be healthier. Don't don't let All of what you've gone through so traumatize you to where you're healed, but you're worse because now you're upset with everyone that pushed you aside. You're upset with everyone who didn't want anything to do with you. You're upset with everyone who who wanted to keep their distance. Don't don't, don't let this ruin you. Don't let this make you worse. I pray that it makes you better in terms of who you are. There's a difference, y'all. There's a difference. Uh, and, and the word he uses the first time whole and the second time whole. He wants her not only to, to not bleed anymore from her body, but not bleed anymore from her spirit. And I just wanted to let somebody know you can have both. You can be healed in your body. You can be healed in your spirit. Jesus can make the bleeding stop. Then he says something else to her. He says, go in peace, go in peace, uh, go, go, go into peace. When he says in verse 34, go in peace, he's saying, go, go into peace. Go, go into a realm of peace you've never had before. Go into a realm of tranquility, a, a realm of security, a realm of calmness, a realm of assurance that you've never had before. Go into that. Now that this is behind you, go into a realm of peace that you have not had the previous 12 years. So I, I want to let you know again that that her, 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 her sickness, her bleeding was more than physical. Her bleeding was deeper than physical. This is something that medicine could not heal. This is something that doctors could not heal and that she's been going to doctors for these 12 years. The Bible says that she spent all she's had. Medicine could not cure her, cure her of her bleeding. Me- medicine could not do anything about her constant non-stop menstruating, but Jesus could medicine could not heal the bleeding from her soul medicine could not heal the fact that that she's been isolated and withdrawn but Jesus could and Jesus challenged her now that you've been healed from the bleeding from your body move forward for the rest of your life you're so young move forward for the rest of your life you got so much in front of you move forward with the rest of your life and better help mentally physically spiritually so that you look at things from a healthy from a with a healthy filter you look at people from a healthy filter you can interpret what people say to you with a healthy filter you don't have to worry about when people say good things kind things to you and you weren't what you mean by that how how you gonna say that to me who you talk? you got some some funky reaction to people saying good things to you some some unhealthy response to people who don't mean you any harm I I don't know if y'all know any folk like that you say nice kind things to them and they got something nasty to say you you say something wonderful to them they got something Bitter and nasty make you not even want to say nothing to them. You see them at work, you don't even want to say anything to them. You see them online, you don't want to say anything to them. You see them in the stores, you don't want to say anything to them. You see them in church, you don't want to say anything to them. Jesus says, You can be healed of that. Go in peace, better health in your body and your soul. We see we see this disease, this this description of her bleeding, but not only the description of her bleeding, but secondly, we see the deterioration of her bleeding. Chapter 5, verse 26, we see the deterioration of her bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, (laughs) she had gotten worse. Her physical condition is worsening. The bleeding is beyond her control. It's not her fault. But it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Maybe that's why she's so desperate to be healed. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. The Bible, the Bible doesn't say anything about her cramping. But I wonder if, were the cramps getting worse? Um, was, was the pain getting worse what what was getting worse was the was the flow thicker was this it's getting worse the more she tried to see doctors the the broker she got and the worse it got are the headaches more severe is she getting to the point where a leave won't alleviate none of the pain that is, is she is she going through where uh, uh i can't recall in that specific menstrual medicine all oh, the law the might, the my Mid, is more like my don't it ain't working. It's getting worse. It worked at one time, but now my doll is more like my don't. It ain't. <laughs> Nothing's working. Nothing. May- maybe all these doctors she's gone to, they prescribing her stuff that had these side effects. And now she-, she putting on weight and everybody got something. To- Girl, you putting on weight. Listen, first of all, mind yours. Secondly, I'm on some medication again. This what, what is getting worse. It's, it's getting worse. Maybe that's making her more desperate. The, the medical community could not help her. No, nobody's home remedies could help her. Not, nothing could help her. They couldn't make it stop. It's getting worse. And that's why some of y'all need to understand that because your situation is getting worse, this is, it, it presents a greater urgency for you to get in touch with the one who can make the bleeding stop. Maybe if your situation is getting worse if it's making if it's it's making things in your mind worse If it's making relationships worse if it's making you feel worse if it's making you feel worse in your body If it's making you feel worse in your mind if it's making you feel worse uh, uh, And how you're feeling when you're by yourself or even when, when you're with other people Maybe maybe you need to pick up the pace and move with a greater sense of urgency of getting in touch with the one who can who can do something about it She was bleeding She was bleeding But what it helped to get her to stop the bleeding was her believing her believing. Second thing I want to talk about is her believing Verses 27 and 28. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe for she thought to herself. If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She she fought her way through the crowd and touched Jesus clothing, believing this would heal her. What she believed. Helped to get the bleeding to stop. Her believing is worth noting. Especially for young ladies. In similar situations similar to hers. In her believing. We see a few things. Number one. In her, belie- in her believing. We see her toughness. Her toughness. Verse 27. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him. Through the crowd. Through the crowd. Through the crowd. She, she being a woman. Had to be tough for her to fight. For her to fight her way through the crowd. Some versions of the Bible call this crowd a throng. A throng. This, this was a throng. It, the throng, is, it means to press together on all sides. It means to press nearly. Watch this, y'all. Press nearly to the point of Suffocation. It means that while Jesus is on his way to Jairus house to heal his daughter, the crowd that's so fascinated with him, the crowd that's so uh, enamored by him, the crowd that's so intrigued by him had grown and it was pressing in on him to where it, it nearly suffocated him. Now, she made her way through this crowd. Now, uh, First of all, she would have had a legitimate excuse to, if she was sitting by and watched the crowd pass by, she would have had every legitimate reason to just sit there and watch the crowd pass by. Because first of all, the law, the scriptures, the word of God told her to, that, that she's not to have contact with any other person or they would be unclean. That's the first thing. The, the, the second thing And even on that note, let me go on and drop this seed. If I don't come back to it, remind me. Uh, Didn't she break the law to get to Jesus? Didn't she disobey the word of God? Being all out in the public, being around people, pressing through this crowd. Well, now she disobeyed the law if she was subject to the law. If she was a Jewish woman. Some scholars suppose she may have been a Gentile woman. If she's a Gentile woman, she's not part of the covenant community and therefore not bound by the stipulations of the covenant. So if if she's a Gentile woman, her coming to 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 press through the crowd uh, may not be as big of a deal. She, we can look at her and say, She don't know no better. She wasn't raised in church. She don't know no better. She don't know the rules. You know, some folk come to church. They don't know the rules. No, baby, don't 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 raise your hand. To ask a question while he preaching. He preach. Put, 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 I know you got a question, baby. Put put your hand down. You, that's, we, don't, we know the rules. No, baby, don't 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 do cartwheels. Don't not not this Sunday. That's on Thursday when they're cheering here. You can do cartwheels down the aisle. That's some folk don't know the rules. Don't you wear that on Sunday morning in the church, baby? Don't wear that. You, you you wore that last Saturday night when you went to the. Don't wear that. Sometimes you gotta tell a man, bro, don't wear that. I know I know you wore the Magic City last week. You can't wear that. Can't wear that to Can't wear that to church this Sunday. I done told you about hanging out with Rashi. I done told you know, nothing that. Just had to pick with him. If she's a Gentile woman, we can excuse her pressing through the crowd. She don't know the rules. But if she's a Jewish woman, we, we can assume she know the rules. She knows first, she knows that she's a woman menstruating, she has no business being out in public. But this woman is so tough. She's so tough. The crowd ain't gonna stop her. And how other folk interpreted the law ain't gonna stop her. Are y'all with me? She she has no excuses. What she, she's so desperate. To be healed. She's so desperate to be made better. She, she's so determined to be made better. It made her, it made her tough. It, it, it it made her to, to, to push her excuses to the side. Her excuses can't hold her back. The crowd can't hold her back. She's sick, but she's unstoppable she's sick but she's unstoppable I I need somebody to say that about some sisters in here who who's sick and tired of being sick and tired you're sick but you're unstoppable you're sick you've been to doctors but you ain't gave up yet you're sick you've been to counselors but you ain't gave up yet you're sick folk have prayed for you and you ain't no better but you you ain't gave up yet in fact not only have you not gotten better you've gotten worse but you haven't given up yet and that's what tough, tough folk do tough folk keep on believing it can be better tough folk keep on Believing I know I can get out of this tough folks keep on believing I know somehow some way this situation can come to a stop The crowd is thronging Jesus, but she's unstoppable She's sick and she's unstoppable in fact. She's so tough She passed through the crowd now folks watch this They, they are they have a mass because Jairus has come to Jesus and asked him. I need you to stop by the crib My daughter is dying. They're on their way to Jairus' house, on the way to Jairus' house. Jairus is this, he's a VIP in the synagogue. He's, he's like a, he's like a popular, well-known, uh, church, pastor of a megachurch. When, when he, now, when he or some, some judge or some other, uh, notable VIP will step to the scene, folk will probably automatically make room for them. Right? That's Jairus. Step aside. Come, move out the way. That's Jairus. They'd probably step aside for him. Because he's a man, number one. Number two, he's a VIP. But for this woman whose name we don't know. For this woman who, prob- who probably was well-known enough to where have- other folk may have known her name and her condition. They ain't moving for her. Girl, you better go. You better elbowing her like she in the paint in the NBA Eastern Finals. You better go. Ain't, ain't nobody. Go. Hey. But she's tough enough to to work her way through the crowd. She she got to let you, you in my way. You got to move out my way. I got to get to him because if I can just touch some of y'all got to learn how to bowl some folk out your way. If you if you don't if you don't get if you don't move, I swear to. if you don't I got to get because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired she had to be tough enough to press through the crowd to get to the one she knew could make her whole and what I also love finally is she's so tough she's so tough she's so tough she makes her way to Jesus on her own Jesus is on his way to Jairus house because Jairus comes to Jesus on behalf of his daughter this girl her daddy ain't standing up for her her daddy ain't speaking up for her, her daddy ain't even mentioned in the Bible her daddy ain't nowhere on the scene her husband if she has one if she has one probably can't get one because of her condition she her, her, ain't, ain't no husband speaking up for her standing up for her coming to Jesus on her behalf no she like I, if I'm gonna get this done I got to do it myself and some of y'all will get a miracle if you stop being so dependent on other folk that you can't count on sometimes you got to go get it yourself sometimes you got to make up in your mind if only way i'm gonna get this breakthrough is if i go get it myself some of y'all need to realize look, praise god for your daddy he ain't gonna do it for you or he can't do it for you praise god for your husband It's some things husbands cannot do for you It's some miracles you got to go get for yourself if you're gonna get it the only way you're gonna get it you got to get it for yourself praise God for your pastor there's some blessings I can't get for you praise God for your Sunday school teacher your prayer partner but there's some blessings we can't get for you It's some stuff that you will not get from God unless you are tough enough to go and get it yourself somebody need to holler get it yourself that healing get it yourself that miracle get it yourself that breakthrough get it get it yourself not only, not only do I want to, not only do we see her, tough, her, her believing in her toughness, we see it in her touch. Verse twenty-seven. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. She actually did it. She actually did it. Uh, she didn't just talk about doing it. She actually did it. She didn't just write in her diary again, one day I'm going to touch him. She actually did it. She didn't post on social media, uh, I I almost touched him. She actually did it. Some of us can't touch Jesus because we're so stuck in our excuses. We're so stuck in almost. We're so stuck in the size of the obstacles before us. She actually did it. She reached out and touched him. She could have, with her condition now, she could have cried out like that one blind brother. The blind brother said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out, hollered out for Jesus to come and see about him and he did she could have cried out she could have hollered out "Mm -mm. no she went and touched him herself and didn't ask for a miracle didn't write a note hand it to him can I can I get a miracle she just took it I don't even know how to process I don't even know what we can just take from God. Maybe, maybe when you have a promise that you can stand on, something that He's already promised you. Maybe, maybe you can take that. Maybe you can just you just go get it. After all, the the, the devil knows how to take stuff from you. Why don't you just know how to just some stuff from God that, that God has said you can have. She just, she touched him. She, she shows us, y'all, she shows us that sometimes you got to reach out to him to get what it is you need from him. Sometimes you got to reach out to him through prayer. You got to reach out through, to him through his words. You got to reach out to him through your praise. Sometimes you, you got to reach out to him. And if you're bleeding, do that. Reach out to him, your touch. Your touch, your, your, your belief, what you believe, what you really believe has to be seen in your touch. Her touch helped her bleeding to stop. Not only do we see her toughness, not only do we see her touch, but there, we can see her belief in her thoughts. We can see her belief in her thoughts. Verse 28, so powerful. Verse 28, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. This, this notion of touching, touching Jesus' robe, touching Jesus' clothes uh, seems to have been a common practice for people uh, in the scriptures. In Mark chapter 6, verse 56, Mark 6, 56 says, And whithersoever he went, Jesus, whether whithersoever Jesus went into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they, that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole. Maybe that's what she heard about about him. Maybe that's what she heard, all the the chatter that people were making about Jesus. And everybody who was talking about Jesus was not fans of Jesus. Some of the Pharisees, some of the religious leaders who, who talked about Jesus, talked about how they couldn't stand Jesus. I can't stand him. Working miracles in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, I can't stand him. Him and his disciples eat without washing their hands. I can't stand him. He got this following, following him, and he's broke he ain't even got a place to stay he even said that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but but he has nowhere to lay his I can't stand him and priests and pharisees were plotting to to kill Jesus which they eventually which they eventually did but there were some people she must have heard some other people talking about Jesus as if they were fans and followers of Jesus baby he can heal you of whatever you're sick he can open your blinded eyes he can open deafened ears he can make lame folk get up he he shows love love to sinners he shows love to publicans he shows love to tax collectors he shows love to alcoholics he shows love to women not that not that un not that uh uh un unrighteous kind of love but he shows a respect and and love uh, for women there ain't nobody like him maybe maybe she's heard the kind of chatter that all of us who claim to know him need to generate maybe maybe what we need to do is understand our daughters need to hear us talk about Jesus the way she heard somebody talking about Jesus because what she heard about Jesus didn't what didn't make her see the crowd passing by and say "Mm, they following that phony they following that broke preacher out of Jerusalem out out of Bethlehem I, I, I don't want anything to do with him I heard he breaks all the rules. I heard he don't care nothing about certain people. I, uh, but, but, but maybe she's heard so, so many good things about him that she, she realized that's the one I heard about. That's the one I heard can raise the dead. That's the one I heard can put bread on your table. And that's the one I heard can put clothes on your bed. That's the one I heard who can cast deep devils out of people. That's the one I heard who's raising up dead sons. That's the one I heard who's raising up dead daughters. That's the one I heard about who can, who can heal withered hands. That's the one I need. He's, he's the one who can probably help me. The doctors could not help me, but I, I bet he can because she, she heard it. And she said to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment. If if everybody else touching it and getting healed, if if I can touch the hem of his garment, I too can be healed. If if other folk can touch the hem of his garment, what he's done for others, he can do the same for me. She kept saying it in her mind over and over. She thought to herself, we can see her belief in her thoughts. Well, she said to herself over and over, if I can touch the hem of his garment, if I can touch his clothes, she said it to herself over and over as she's elbowing people, moving folks out the way, trying to be courteous trying to be polite, but they ain't studying her. She's a woman. She's an unnamed woman with a with a nasty condition, but yet she made her way through the crowd because she kept saying to herself, what kept her going is what she was saying to herself. What kept her from quitting is what she was saying to herself. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, what kept her from giving up and going back home is what she was saying to herself. She wasn't saying some of the stuff that we say, watch me get there and ain't nothing going to happen. Watch me try it again and ain't nothing going to work. Watch me touch him and he going to slap me down. Watch me touch him and he gonna slap me down going to rebuke me for violating the law watch me touch him, and he's going to cast me and rebuke me because I'm violating the word of God but she kept saying if I can touch him he can heal me if I can touch him he can fix me if I can touch him he can do he can turn it around if I can touch him he can make the bleeding stop if I can touch him I can be normal if he can if he can if he can if I can touch him he can do something about my situation it's what she said to herself. And I wonder how many of us, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to stand up. You don't even have to say amen. But I wonder how many of us can bear witness that we need to work on the stuff that we're saying to ourselves, that maybe what you're saying to yourself is keeping you from being healed. Maybe what you're saying to yourself is keeping you from being better. Maybe what you're saying to yourself is keeping you from being set free. Maybe what you're saying to yourself is keeping you from being delivered. Maybe what you're saying to yourself is keeping you from being happy. Maybe what you're saying to yourself is robbing you of joy it could be that what you're saying to yourself is doing more harm than what anybody else is saying about you i wonder how many of us need to work on what we're saying to ourselves she kept thinking she kept saying to herself if i can but touch the hem of his garment i can be made whole and she touched him and appropriated a miracle without permission without permission Uh, I wonder if anybody else in scripture has done this. Is there anybody else in the Bible who has just hacked a miracle? Is there anybody else in scripture who just didn't even ask? You know, most people, they ask, ask Jesus for a miracle or they take him up on his offer. He walks up to the man at the pool of Bethsaida, wilt thou be made whole? They, they either either ask for a miracle or or he offers this said I'm I'm just gonna take it I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna take a chance I'm just gonna take a risk if it works it works if I get healed I get healed if I get delivered I get delivered if I get rebuked I get rebuked but I'm gonna touch him it may work it may not but I'm gonna touch him it may not it may it may or may not make a difference but I'm gonna touch I just want to tell somebody go on and reach out to him and touch him go on and reach out to him and give it a shout go on and reach out to him in prayer and reach out to touch him. She had heard about him touched him. Then finally, talked about her bleeding, talked about her believing. Finally, the third thing, her blessing. Her bl- once she touched Jesus, her bleeding stopped. Look at verse 29. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him so he turned around in the crowd and asked who touched my robe his disciples his disciples uh, said to him look at this crowd pressing around you how can you ask who touched me but he kept on looking kept on looking around to see who had done it then the frightened woman trembling at the realization of what had happened to her came and fell to his knees came, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Her blessing, her blessing is she's healed. She's she's made whole and it happened immediately. It happened immediately as soon as she reached out. As soon as she touched him, she was blessed. She was healed. She was cured. Are y'all with me? Verse 29 says, watch this. Verse 29 says, she could feel it in her body. She could feel it. She could feel it. As soon as she touched him, she could she felt different. Soon as she reached out and touched him, she felt delivered. Soon as she reached out and touched him, she felt free. Soon as she reached out and touched him, she felt healed. Soon as she now she would have to really really she'd have to go home and check to make sure, you know, you know sometimes you gotta check. You you know, what y'all what y'all do. Y'all gotta. She felt healed. She felt Difference. She felt cured. I want to tell somebody Jesus is so real. Even though you may not be able to literally touch him, you can literally feel him. I need some witnesses in here today because some of us some of us some of us we have to mature we have to mature to the place where we have some experiences with Jesus that we can tell somebody I know what I'm talking about because this goes beyond what they told me in Sunday school this goes beyond what they told me in Bible study this goes beyond what I heard the preacher preach about I got my own experiences of what I felt I got some own in, some in my own I'm telling you there are some things Jesus has done you need a testimony of some things Jesus has done in your your own life in your own body where you may not be able to literally touch him but you know what it feels like when he touches you anybody know what i'm talking about you got your own testimony of how you feel different you he he unlocked something in your life he 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 unstopped something in your life or he or he stopped the bleeding he he brought it to a screeching heart you you feel different yeah i don't feel like i used to since I laid my burdens down, I, they don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burdens down. And let me, let me I just got a text from the Holy Ghost. Let me drop this. Listen, you, you got to go beyond a feeling though. Because some of us, we, we riding on our emotions. We riding on, on what we feel. We riding on and, and you need some substance. You need the word of God to substantiate and back up what you're feeling. But if we were to pull this sister aside after this miracle happened, if we were to pull her inside, baby, baby how do you feel? Baby, I, f- I feel better. I feel different. I feel more like a woman. I feel like I can hold my head up high. I feel like I can walk in security. I feel, I feel like God loves me. I feel like God has accepted me. I feel, I feel blessed. I, I feel highly favored. Sometimes we tell folk that, but that's not really how we feel. That's just a church thing to say. But she felt healed. She felt delivered. She Maybe she felt delivered. Maybe maybe what the Bible is saying, her cramping stopped. Maybe the headache stopped. The, the nausea stopped. She, she maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's not in the Bible, so I'm not going to put it in there. But maybe, maybe the whole time she's pressing her way to Jesus saying, if I can just touch the way, the, the hem of his garment. What, what if she was feeling nauseous the whole time she's on her way to touch him, but it didn't stop her. And now that she's touched him, she's not nauseous anymore. Anymore. What if, what if she had a headache the whole time she's going to touch Jesus, but now that she's touched him, she, the headache has stopped, the migraine has stopped. What, what if she, what if she felt the cramps all the way to touching him, but the cramps that could stop her from working, the cramps that could make her call in sick, the cramps that could keep her from doing what women would normally do. But, but the moment she touched him, the cramping stopped. Uh, she, she, she felt different. She had an experience. Yeah. She had an experience. She she had her own personal experience with Jesus, and I think that's why some of us behave the way we do. I think that may be why some of us act a plum fool when we get a chance to praise him when we do, because when we think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us, all that we have felt in him, all that we have experienced in him, we can't help but cry out. she could feel it in her body. Then Jesus felt something coming out of his body. He felt virtue. Felt virtue. Verse 30, verse thirty. Jesus realized that once that healing power had gone out from him, he turned around. He asked, who touched me? Who, who touched me? Who touched me? And he's not getting any answer. He could have just went on. Sometimes you, something may happen to you, somebody may Brush up against you or something. You, well, Who did that? And it's nothing. nothing. So you, you move on. You just go on. Jesus could have just gone on. He kept asking, who touched me? The disciples are, are being logical. They're being reasonable. Jesus, all these people here, all these people pressing you on all sides. Ain't no telling who touched you. So no, I'm gonna find out who touched me, who touched me. And he really wants to know. Now, some scholars, when you break down the actual language in the Greek, he's using language that gives the impression that he knows a woman touched him. He knows it's some, no, some woman didn't touch me. Who touched me? And it wasn't just a brush up against him. The virtue has come out of him. He's, who touched me? Who touched me? Why you got to know? Jesus, why you got to know who touched you? He could have just went on about her business. She could have gone on about her business. Jesus, why is it that important that you know who touched you? Cause I, I got a word for. Her. I got, I got a word for. Her. Who touched me, Gee? Why? Let's just go. You gotta go. To, you got things to do. Jairus' daughters. She, she, she's either dead or about to die. No, no. I got a word for the one who didn't give up. I got a word for the one who didn't quit. I got a word for the one who was so desperate. I got a word no who who touched me is that it's like he he ain't moving forward till he find out he's omnipotent he's he's omniscient he knows everything but in his man the man jesus didn't know but he had to know who i got a word for what's what, what's what's your word oh you did it I, i'm the one who touched you i'm i know i ain't got no business being out here i know i'm a woman i, I know i know i'm supposed to be uh, shut off and to myself but 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 i'm the one who touched you baby daughter your faith has made you whole Jesus knew that if she's a Jew, she violated the law. But the good thing, the good news here is, the good news here is for all of us. The good news here is, first of all, obedience matters. Obey the word of God. Obedience matters. Obey the word of God. Obey the the word of God. And let me tell you this, in case you didn't hear me, obey the word of God. I'm not going to tell you to disobey the word of God. We believe in obeying the word of God. But the good news from this story is, even when you disobey God, mercy can still meet you in your disobedience. When your disobedience has you so desperate that you need something from God. God, I know this goes against what I'm told to do. I know this goes against what I've taught but God I'm desperate I need you to move on my behalf I'm reaching out to you I know that you want me to do that I know you don't want me to do it like this but I'm reaching out to you and the good news is mercy can sometimes meet you in the midst of your disobedience and you can still get the blessing that you need from God I wish I had somebody in here who's ever disobeyed God ever ever since you've been baptized I wish I had somebody in who's disobeyed God since the day you were born again I wish I had somebody here who's disobeyed God since today since today you've been baptized i wish i had somebody here who disobeyed god in the past week who could testify i know what it's like for his mercy to meet me in my disobedience jesus why are you looking for it? because listen i i got a word for your faith has made you whole now some other people will look at you and call you rebellious some other people will look at you and say now she out of order she knows she ain't got no business being out here Some other people would have told you to go back home because you're out of order you're you're violating the word of God You're violating the law. Jesus God in the flesh says to her your faith Your faith has made you whole Your faith your faith that made you so tough your faith that made you reach out in your touch your faith That made you think of what I could do for you. Your faith has made you whole your faith what you believe your faith your faith Your faith made the bleeding stop your faith then he says to her, your suffering is over. That's why he had to know who touched him. That's why he had to find out. That's why the person who did it had to come, had to come forward and confess. Give me some you. I'm done. Just give me a little something. Something a little soft. He, he, he had to know because he had to tell her that your suffering is over you're suffering of not just the bleeding from your menstrual cycle but your bleeding the bleeding of your soul your suffering is over in fact in fact the suffering you're enduring inside in your spirit is worse than the suffering that's coming from your body the bleeding from your spirit is worse than the bleeding from your body but your suffering your suffering is over your suffering is over your suffering the bleeding has stopped your suffering is over. I pray that somebody today has the audacity, has the type of belief that this woman has to strive to do all you can to walk in obedience but understand that his mercy can meet you in a place of disobedience and if your disobedience has made you feel worse, feel worse about how you're know how you feeling and make you feel worse about what you've done and how you're trying to handle what, what you're going through, how you're trying to approach it, and how you're trying to deal with it. If, if you feel worse and how, how you're trying to compensate for it, the good news is He can make the bleeding stop. And your suffering can be over. Your faith. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith. Your faith has made you whole. So I'm closing with this. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. That what happened for her can happen for you. Don't stop believing. That he's. Jesus is not only able to heal your body. He's able to heal your soul don't stop believing the same jesus who did it for her can do it for you he can make the bleeding stop go get it mary mary had that song out go get it go get your blessing go get it go go get your blessing go get your healing go get go get your wholeness and walk in peace from here on out This. There's better peace from here on out. There's greater peace from here on out. There's a peace that can keep you in the midst of everything the devil is trying to do to rob you and torment you. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.